Momentum, helping men succeed in life. Hey, welcome to Momentum. This is Tim and Des with you once again. Uh, Des, it's great to be back on the show and we've got an exciting guest speaker with us this week. Before we go there though, I'd love you to check out the website, MomentumAustralia.org. You can find a whole bunch of resources there which will help you in your journey and previous shows that you can listen to as well. And look, uh, Momentum is a not-for-profit organization. If you would like to contribute a few dollars to uh, see Momentum continue, you can make a donation there, MomentumAustralia.org. So our special guest this week, Days is a guy called Jonathan Doyle. He's an international speaker, author, businessman, executive coach. He's spoken to more than 400,000 people around the globe on a whole bunch of different topics. He's also written a couple of books. The first book was Bridging the Gap. This was a couple of years ago now, but it's aimed at helping you bridge the gap between where you are and where you could be based on your unique human potential. We're going to explore that a little bit this week. Our topic this week is vision and purpose, and it is our pleasure, Jonathan Doyle, to welcome you to Momentum. Uh, thanks so much, Tim and Des. Also, really, you know, stoked to have uh, some time with you guys, and you know, really hoping we can bring something useful uh, to everybody listening. For sure, you will. We have no doubt that you'll bring something useful, and uh, <laughs> it's really cool, man. So, uh, so let's let's get stuck right in. So, look, Jonathan. You know, um, I, we just gave a, a bit of a an opening as to who you are now. You, you, you're this quite well-known international speaker, author, businessman, you know, executive coach. You've spoken to a bunch of people. You don't just arrive at that point. I mean, there's obviously a journey that's been involved for you. So dare I ask to coin the phrase of your book, how did you bridge the gap in your own life to, to be where you are today? Tell us a bit about your journey. Well, it's exactly that. It's a journey. It's uh, I'd love to be able to tell you that uh, perfection just happened uh, as I rolled out of the crib, but uh, <laughs> there's plenty of people can tell you that that's not exactly what unfolded. So, you know, there's a concept in philosophy, which is sort of part of my background called, you know, teleology, which is that everything has an aim, everything has an essential purpose. And the purpose of, of, of a human life is is to become fully human and to become all that you can become over time. So, I'd like to let everybody know that I made a spectacularly poor start at that and uh, <laughs> managed to, uh, you know, I was thinking I'm at the age now where my kids are starting to ask me real questions about, you know, kind of when I was roughly their age. So now it's getting to the pointy end of life and parenting and fatherhood where you're actually going, you know, um, do I tell my kids I was arrested at 14? Do I, you know, do I tell my kids that uh, a lot of that stuff? So my life's been, uh, you know, like so many of people listening, a lot of, you know, things that I would love to have changed. Uh, but, you know, I've, I think Karen would say, I asked her the other day, I said, what do you think my single strongest quality is? We were just chatting about some things and she said tenacity, which is, mean, I just tend to keep going and going and going and as failures have happened over the years and, things haven't worked out. I feel God's kind of given me the ability just to to get in the ring one more time. So look, finally to answer your question, am I bridging the gap? By the grace of God, I think I know the questions better than I used to about, you know, what does it mean to have a useful, effective, purposeful, grace-filled life? What's really important? So I'm getting to that age where I'm definitely bridging some of those gaps. Uh, and finally, whatever happens, I don't think I'll be leaving a lot on the table. So you know, I think it's very easy to cruise through life these days and just leave a lot on the table. So I'm still trying. I'm still trying to bridge the gap. I'm still trying to grow. I'm still trying to learn. I'm still asking a lot of good questions of good people. So that's where I'm at now. 
You must tell us the story of how you get arrested at 14. <laughs> I, knew, I knew you were going to go there, Days. I knew you couldn't let that go. Look, I'll get the, the backstory is, you know, look, I, I was a train wreck as a young person. We had, uh, you know, uh, I come from a background of, of major sexual abuse and trauma. And uh, I've often said to people, you know, that people like me do one of two things. You either stick a needle in your arm at 17 or you decide to get even. And by the grace of God, I think I was given the grace to, to, to not um, truly try to wipe myself out early in the game. And I really put that down to grace. And I think, so look, you know, a lot of trauma in my background. Um, my father, God bless him, has been dead a long time. But, uh, you know, that was a really problematic relationship. Um, his father dropped dead in front of him when he was a young teenager. Dad was put in boarding school in England in the 50s and brutalised. So, you know, poor guy never had a shot. So it was a very difficult relationship with him. And then uh, I ended up in a Salvation Army refuge at about the age of 15. And then, but before that, you know, I just was out being a goose with some friends and managed to get you know, someone to buy us a bunch of booze and literally walked down a corner and got picked up by the liquor licensing branch, um, you know, and yeah, and, and and plenty more adventures like that, you know, until, you know, I, I had a very profound faith conversion uh, in in my early 20s. And then I did what a lot of a lot of men do is I was blessed to marry really well. Um, Karen and I've been married almost 20 years and, uh, you know, and that's just God's gift. She's an incredible, you know, blessing. And uh, so, yeah, that's how I got arrested, just doing dumb stuff. And uh, now I just do, you know, different dumb stuff these days, but <laughs> ho- hopefully less, none of it involving police. <laughs> you said there about your faith conversion in your 20s. Tell us a bit about what impact that had, I suppose, on your outlook on life and was it a conscious decision then from that moment on to not repeat the cycle in your family? As in, you know, what happened to me and what what my dad, you know, what I went through there as a newly married man then to, to make some different choices? Was that an active thing that you did? Uh, 250%. I call it cosmic revenge. If you come from, you know, damage and dysfunction, you've really got a very simple choice. You either perpetuate or you transcend it, right? So you either repeat it or you transcend it. Now, to transcend it, you've either got to be, you have enormous willpower, which some people have, um, but there was a fair, some really good studies came out of Harvard a few years ago proving that, uh, or arguing at least, that willpower is a real finite resource. It's, um, you know, it's something that that actually wears out, wears down at different times of the day. So if you rely on willpower to change things, it can be an effective catalyst to change, but it's not a long-term strategy. So there's a bunch of other things, I think, for me. I just think, um, oh gosh, you know, I've got two daughters and a son. They're all still really young. And my son and I, like, just just God's gift. He's just the most beautiful. And from day one, I look, it, I can't make this up. It, it's it, 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 Without God, it just wouldn't have happened. I mean, I, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, there's plenty of guys that seem to do it without a faith background, but I'm not one of them. So I just have, you know, I spend somewhere between 60 to 90 minutes a day praying for, you know, grace and for my family. Um, So I'd love to tell you that I've had a really successful experience of fatherhood because I'm brilliant. 
I've had a really successful experience of fatherhood because I grew up with a lot of pain and I realized that um, my getting even is loving well and and changing generational patterns. Like if someone's listening and they've come from all this stuff, it's a simple choice. You either just pass it on, like I said, or you or you change it. So I just, yeah, very conscious choice, <laughs> very mm. conscious choice every day. I mean, that's a great message for men because there's so many men in our world who have grown up either, you know, in a dysfunctional family or abusive family or no family. And, and we've interviewed some of them on Momentum already and they, you know, a lot of them don't, don't think the way you have thought it through and end up, you know, doing serious damage along the way. Um, so it's amazing that you had that faith experience and were able to sort of ride through that and, and change your life course. It's brilliant. Yeah, thanks, Des. Yeah, it's, it's a, and I'd love to, again, I'd love to say it's just because I'm, you know, but I've just had a lot of good people along the, along the way and, you know, mm. read a lot of good things. And, uh, but I do, I, I can't make this up. I think it's a lot to do with prayer and being conscious and deliberate. I apologize a lot. Uh, I try to be super affectionate. Uh, and, you know, at the end of the day, like my, my, theory of, my, my theory of masculinity, having done this at a high-level postgrad, so I did a, a, a master's program in philosophical anthropology where we looked at a lot of this stuff. And the, the, the nature of the masculine archetype, for me at least, is around this concept of generativity. So the, the masculine self is possessed of a distinct energy. Males are biologically physically stronger the you know testosterone is an anabolic steroid right and our bone density is different we we you know on average statistically we're taller and physically stronger we, we all get that so I, what i used to teach for years that that men have to make a decision in life and it's a very simple one you have to decide at some point what you do with your strength and all of the stuff we hear about like the you know the me too movement the toxic masculinity stuff it's because that question isn't being answered properly so for me, my life at the moment is is just about pouring into Karen and the kids. I mean, lockdowns have blown everything apart. I've pretty much, you know, I've lost a fortune business-wise. Uh, I can't travel. So my day literally is nothing other than pouring into them. And, and I, you know, a few weeks ago, um, I was sitting on the couch and I had a, and I was sitting on the couch and I thought I was really happy and I'm a pretty introverted dude. Like I don't tend to, I'm not one of those huggy, joyful, super, I can be, but, but I thought, why am I so happy? I thought, and I suddenly realized the entire day had been about contributing to Karen, the kids. After all these years, all the study, I just went, it's that simple. If, if men just get that part, if they shift the, the locus of their life towards that, towards just giving of themselves. It's just where it's where the energy goes. It's where men put their energy. Welcome back to Momentum. It is uh, Tim and Des with you. And our special guest this week is international speaker, author, businessman, and executive coach, Jonathan Doyle. Jonathan, we uh, we talked in the first half of the show a bit about your, your upbringing and how things have perhaps uh, changed for you through a decision of faith, um, you know, from a, a dis a dysfunctional background to one where you've really invested into uh, finding healing, but finding healing through loving and investing into other people. And of course, you've been doing that over the years through your speaking ministry, but now you're in lockdown and you're doing it primarily through investing into your wife and kids each day. Let, let's talk a bit about that. 
because there'll be people listening right now who are exactly in your shoes and things have gone a little sideways for them over the last 12 to 18 months. And, you know, they, they had a clear idea of what they were doing. You know, everything was kind of settled in life. And now there's, you know, this degree of having to shift and change. And we, we heard the, the expression pivot a lot during 2020. And I know that you've had to do that too. So tell us a bit about that journey for you first up, and then we'll explore some of the ramifications for that. How is the last 12 to 18 months affected you and what you do? Uh, it's been a complete train wreck. So without trying to go down, you know, into hyperbole, my career is essentially over. So the career that I had that had been, you know, 20, 25 years in the, in the making, which involved a huge amount of, you know, speaking uh, globally uh, and nationally just is just ended. So I was due in uh, Baltimore back in April, I think of 2020, and, um, you know, we got 10,000 people in the room and it was the event, it was the same event that I'd done in 2017 that really launched kind of the US phase of my career. So we were actually at the Hoover Dam on another US speaking tour when the president of the NCA rang me and said, mate, we've been running this event for 107 years, the NCA, and he said, we'd love you to come back. You're the only person we've ever asked to, to keynote it twice. And I just remember this this emotional, spiritual feeling. I was like so moved. I was so pumped because the first time we, I'd done it in 2017 had been incredible experience. We, I took the family. We did the world. We did the Middle East. We, I, I did some speaking in London. Then we did Iceland and then into the US. So a lot of great memories, a lot of, you know, beautiful experience. Um, so to be invited back to do it in 2020 was was huge. And then I said to Karen a few weeks out or months out I, when COVID started to kick up, I said, i got real feelings this isn't going to happen. Um, so then that just killed that off. And and then it killed off kind of all of the, the US travel and then the national travel. And yeah, so there's just been a huge amount of loss, uh, both of the lifestyle and the life itself and um, some major financial implications. So it's been a season of complete stripping. So if you're out there, you do what you can practically do if you're struggling. Um, but really, you're confronted with this. You're confronted with trust. And I think what's happening for those of us that are getting absolutely hammered at the moment, so it's just trust. And that's why I'm spending every day doing Bible studies on faith, trust, and hope, because that's all yeah. I've got. I love that perspective, Jonathan. And, you know, uh, there's so many men out there who, you know, are losing their jobs, who are you know, don't know where to turn. And, and the fact that you focus on your family and you focus on finding something you can do, uh, rather than just sitting back and waiting for something to happen to you, you're actually lifting yourself up by the bootstraps and actually making something happen in your world. And, and that's a God thing. People say that's not a God thing, but it actually is a God thing. God doesn't want us to be sitting around not serving him or doing anything. He, he wants to see us be fruitful in life. That's why he made us the way we are. So yeah, that's cool, man. That's really good. Thanks, Des. Look, and I think the final thing is we're not all in this together. I think there's been enormous amounts of injustice. Um, there are people who've been completely insulated from this in some ways, um, whereas people in small business and private enterprise are being absolutely destroyed. So one of the things we're going to have to deal with over time is dealing with bitterness and resentment and anger. And for men, when you're dealing with those things, um, it's finding ways to discharge those emotions in what the experts say, pro-social ways, right? So that's, yeah. that's, not the, that's not the back end of a bottle of Jack Daniels and it's not 
you know, it's not um, full frontal, you know, verbal assaults on your family and your wife and kids. So, so I've got a few guys around me. I've got a, you know, a couple of guys and I've had to work at this and I want to encourage every man listening. Like, you know, men, are just, we're just so bad at friendships much of the time, right? As we get older, like you yeah. hit 30 and a, a friend of mine is a truck driver said me the other day, he said, guys get past 30. They just stop doing friendship. They don't make new friends very easily. So this week again, I've um, I've just been sewing into friendships and reaching out to guys and just talking, telling the truth. I call it just telling the truth. You gotta, if you're hurting, you just got to be able to have one or two guys you can go, hey, this is the truth, the absolute truth of what's happening in my life. Yeah. Um, you know that right there is a, a key message of momentum, and certainly for Des and I, with our heart, is um, encouraging guys to reach out and be honest and vulnerable about where they're at. And you know, Des and I have our own backstories which we won't share now, but um, similar similar to that, to go, you know, we as men, we're very good at living in our man caves. I've got this beautiful friend, the businessman in Sydney, who's just sort of fathered me over this season, and um, he's just got one of those hyper faith pentecostal beautiful sees god as a loving father totally different spirituality to me so he'll ring me and text me and say god said this and i don't have that experience of god so we're all different we've all got you know some of us are more intellectual and we read stuff um i think there's also a case of paying attention more i think sometimes we're, we're flying through life so fast sometimes we need to slow down um and just and let god speak so tim look long answer to your question but we do whatever it takes to protect the people we most care about, whatever that means financially. Um, and, uh, yeah, and we just look for the things that have always been there and we just accept that we may need to find a different way to use them. Jonathan, what I love is, and you said this, I think, in the first half of the show, that you know, you've know you travelled a lot, you've been all around the globe, you've spoken to hundreds of thousands of different people over the years, and yet you found yourself the other day sat on the couch wondering why you were so happy and realized that you were so happy because you'd invested the whole day into your wife and your kids. And I think, you know, if nothing else, that doesn't solve the world's problems for sure. And that doesn't put food on the table, but that's a really great starting point for men listening right now, if that is their situation. And to to continue to do the work in the background, keep praying if you have a faith, keep uh, analyzing what is it for me? What's my sense moving forward? And, uh, and to certainly explore that because again, we're not out of the woods yet but all is not lost for sure. And Jonathan, to be honest, I feel like we've scratched the surface of what we could probably talk to you about and we could probably cover a whole range of different topics. But jonathandoyle.co is Jonathan's website. Love you to check out there. There's a whole bunch of stuff on there, jonathandoyle.co. And of course, you can find this interview again, momentumaustralia.org is our website. You can find all details about Momentum there as well. We'd love to get your feedback on the show. If you want to support the show, you can do that at the website as well, momentumaustralia.org. Jonathan Doyle, we're going to get you back and chat again because there's so much that we can tap into. You've got so much to offer, man, and we love having you on the show. So thanks for being a part of Momentum, man. It's been awesome. Absolute privilege, guys. Loved it. Thanks so much for having me. For more information, go to MomentumAustralia.org. You can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at MomentumAustralia.org.